Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. A business suit. Mr. Peanut. Oh, it's a it's a Christmas carol. It's, it's just a Christmas carol. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 90s horror anthology monsters and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss, with me via the power of the internet, my two best friends in the whole wide world, if it isn't Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. How are you both today? So good. Great. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. If this is your first time joining us, what we do around these parts is we watch Anthology Horror. That's a different spooky story every week. We are in the third season of the show Monsters, episode 12, A New Woman. It is customary around these parts that we guess what the episode is about based on title alone. We call it the dark side guess. Would anybody like to go first? Uh, I can I can go first. All right, Manny, um, we're ready. All right, a new woman. After catching his wife in bed with mafiosa Marco Sofredi, Patrick Belfast shot them both, hastily packed a suitcase, and went on the lam. It seemed no matter where he tried to settle, they would find him. Short on options and even shorter on cash, Patrick decided to seek out and obtain the services of the old witch that lived deep in the woods. For the rest of his earthly possessions and the promise of more later, Patrick asked her to help him to lose the mafiosas once and for all. The solution, however, was not what Patrick had expected. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. I like that. A new woman. After the love of his life dies in a freak accident, the troubled but brilliant neurosurgeon Hugo Cummings sets to revive his lost love by placing her brain in the body of a beautiful research volunteer with disastrous results. Ooh. Sounds like the... uh... Man with two brains. Yeah, to me it sounded like Frankenhooker, but it was it was going very Frankenhooker. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what I got here. A new woman. You make me feel like a natural woman is a great song. Some may say it's one of Carol King's best. A new woman is just an episode of Monsters. Unfortunately, Unfortunately. none of these guesses were correct. So, Jen, please hit us up with those sweet deeds. Sweet deeds. All right, guys. We watched episode 12 of season three of Monsters entitled A New Woman. This episode aired December 16th, 1990. Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. A greedy wife tries to get her dying rich husband to give her the control over his buildings for the poor she plans to sell. Inspired by Dickens' Christmas Carol, the husband's strange doctor tries to scare her straight. 
This episode was directed by Brian Thomas Jones. Uh, he also directed six episodes of Beetleborgs, which I feel like you can really see the Beetleborgs touch here. Uh, he also directed three episodes of Sweet Valley High, and I feel like you can really see the stamp of Sweet Valley High on this episode. Yep. Uh, he also directed the episode of uh, Monsters entitled The Mandrake Root. Uh, yeah. And then a ton of uh, straight-to-video movies or uh, just late-night crap fests, including Escape from Safe Haven and The Rejuvenator. Uh, which we tried to find a trailer for, but could only find it in Spanish. Uh, but if you want, the entire movie is on uh, YouTube. And the audio sync is off, and it's perfect. I can really assume the audio sync is off during the entire movie. I, I certainly hope. Uh, and but, but there is a great like head goo explosion scene that we watched a couple of times, so highly recommended. Uh, this episode was written by Edith Svensson. We haven't She's had ESL back. in so long. Uh, she wrote 10 episodes of Tales, 6 episodes of Monsters, so much other great stuff. We have loads and loads of love for dear Edith. Uh, Linda Thornson played Jessica. She uh, is best known for replacing Diana Rigg on the Avengers TV show. Uh, she was also in the Tales from the Dark Side episode, Old Acquaintances, and she was in uh, lots of TV shows, uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, up uh, to today. Tom McDermott played Thomas. He played uh, Permis Lycos on Captain Video and his Video Rangers, which is uh, widely thought to be the precursor to uh, the character Mr. Spock on Star Trek. Whoa. He was also um, the Archbishop in Ghostbusters. Uh, so if you remember the... Yes. Uh, Lenny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or no, Lenny was the mayor. Sorry. Yeah. Mike. Says, you eminence. How are you, Lenny? Yeah. Uh, Good to see you, Mike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and he was the minister in Jumpin' Jack Flash, which is still one of my, like, which is, I think, my favorite Whoopi Goldberg movie. Uh, take that color purple. But, uh, your, but your second favorite Bob White, Bobcat Goldweight movie, that's right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's so good. Yeah, she's, she is great in Jumpin' Jack Flash. She is excellent. Uh, Dan Butler played David. Uh, he was Roden in uh, Silence of the Lambs, yep. uh, who was the bug enthusiast who uh, identifies the Death's Head Moth. Death's, Death's Head Death's Moth. Head Moth. Uh, he was many voices on Hey Arnold, and he was Bulldog Briscoe on uh, 53 episodes of Frasier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was also uh, related to Silence of the Lamb. He was Jimmy Price in Manhunter, which I think, <gasps> yeah, no was a bigger character in the, um, the Hannibal TV series. Uh, and then finally, Mason Adams played the Doctor. Uh, he was Colonel Mason in the movie FX, uh, which, was, uh, which was in heavy rotation in uh, in my house growing up. Uh, he was on Lou Grant. He was on a ton of radio T shows. Yeah, ton of uh, TV a, too. Just... Yeah, a uh, very distinctive voice. Uh, and he is had famously done several uh, commercial spots as well. So tons and tons of commercial spots, but he is the, uh, with a name like Smuckers, it's got to be good gotta voice be good. and uh, Cadbury cream eggs commercial. Um, I always and... love those because the, the clucking rabbit yeah. is a yeah. uh, staple oh, Easter great. treat. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, God, what else did he do? Uh, I don't know. Afrin, NAFTA. Yeah. I mean, I loved his work on the North American Free Trade Agreement. Uh, so that's about all I all I know here. I don't know any music at the start at any time. But... <laughs> Honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. Oh, crispy critters. My favorite food to ingest. Oh. Oh, it's Monsters, our favorite show. Let's watch it. Oh, excuse me. I will put myself here. Shh, it's starting. Let us watch it. And let us watch it indeed, because the door from the Monsters swings wide open. And deck the hall with this big fir tree. It's a Christmas episode. I did not realize we hadn't seen a Christmas episode in a while. So it was nice to get back into the holiday it had, spirit. It's been a while, yeah. It's, um, it's, a, it's, I'm going to be honest here. Guys, I didn't watch this episode until about 10 minutes to us recording. And I believe you watched it in double speed. You know, <laughs> you know I did. <laughs> because that's how I can watch the Matt Noss way. <laughs> that's the Matt Noss way. Let me just say that the length of time that they're on this tree is interminable in two times. So <laughs> there's there's a scene later in the in the third act that goes on for I just way too yep. long. <laughs> Let me just say out loud, they had 10 minutes of script. (laughs) They had, they wrapped this puppy up so quick. And then they're like. She's a busy woman, all right? It can't all be A material, okay? Well, I'm sure Edith wrote a a quick little one-off, like. I don't know. Here Here's the you... treatment. Tell me if you're interested and you want me to write the oh, script. Oh, you're filming it? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, there's, a, there's a literal point at the end where it was just like, so uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this episode of Frasier. Uh, speaking of Frasier, we have, uh, we of course, Bulldog, you've already mentioned, is, is in this. Um, but there's an episode of Frasier where they do a radio play. And Frazier is so bad of a director, the one guy who was going to do all the voices won't do the radio play. So they get Niles to do it. But Niles says, I will quit if you direct me. Don't direct me. So they'd start the thing on live broadcast. And, of course, Frazier can't help himself. He directs Niles. And Niles just grabs a bunch of balloons and kills everybody. <laughs> could the, he's like, could the McAllister sisters please stand back to back? Thank you. <laughs> so then they, then so like everybody's dead. Frazier finishes the nightmare in outro. And then there's like the guy in the booth going stretch. And, and Frazier's like, so does anybody want to talk about what just happened? 
And that is totally what happens at this the end of this episode. I know we're yep. jumping straight to the end. Oh, it's fine. But it's like, um, well, that was wild. <laughs> oh, it's gossamer thin, but uh, but it was great. When we finally leave the uh, the the tree, we do see that um, it is Christmas time, and we've got somebody about to die. Dying by the tree. <laughs> His oxygen mask is on tight. And then we we get to see who the doctor is. But, um, Matt, how did you describe this quote, hard quote doctor? Uh, I referred to him as Professor Foppington Howell III. Yeah. He's what century do you think this guy is from? That's what I want to know. Oh, the dandiest one. Yeah. <laughs> How did you describe him, Matt? Well, I said, oh, I guess it's time for old Bimonicle Jones to give me a haunted exposition <laughs> dump. <laughs> There's a moment where I look at him and he looks exactly like Burl Ives the snowman from Frost. <laughs> or from Rudolph yep. the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's perfect. Because that he's wearing a vest. He's got like... He he's wearing glasses, but they're old ass timey glasses that yeah. have the chain. Like, I thought he was wearing a monocle for a second oh, until what... they zoomed in, and then you saw that he he, he had like. That's why I called him by monocle Jones because I yes. did think it was a monocle <laughs> at first. I mean, it's I'm glad to see Mister Peanut getting some work. I'm <laughs> grateful for it. I mean, Mister <laughs> Old Man. Old man Pennybags really needs to do something. <laughs> this, I couldn't under, I couldn't, I didn't care about anything he said because he looked like the most ridiculous human being who's ever been. But he had yeah. some very reasonable medical explanation, I thought. And I thought that that was <laughs> like a very nuanced Oh, uh, yeah. way of describing treatment. Yeah, because at the, uh, I'm a heart specialist. Here's how to work a mask. <laughs> <laughs> well, it right. We see a dying man on the bed. We see a, the a foppish doctor, and in walks power suit business. <laughs> in walks Sigourney Weaver from Working Girl. <laughs> she is. He, not here to play. No time for love, Dr. Jones. There is, this is a very serious business woman. Uh, did we talk about what the, the man and the, the elderly man in the bed is dying of? All I know is that some diseases start from within. Oh, and they're just too deep for medicine to reach them. I yes. said he was dying of lumps. <laughs> Well, not the... You're not wrong. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of gobbledygook that's said by the doctor. He shows Sigourney Weaver-esque how to work a mask. When he pulls the mask away, my man has the worst mouth sores. Yeah, it was gross. He kissed a toad. Yeah, he, <laughs> he has mouth warts. He, yeah. He is beyond, like, cold sore. And he has just gone on to mouth boil. Yeah. Uh, I still don't understand 
he kept saying, now the mask is very important. You have to keep the mask on him. And looking at her, you're like, okay, as soon as this doctor turns around, she's going to immediately rip that mask off. Right. <laughs> but there's no payoff for that mask. Also, he takes, the, the, the patient himself takes the mask off and has lengthy conversations several times. <laughs> yeah, you're led to believe that we're looking at uh, <laughs> Jason Robarts at the end of Magnolia. But yeah. it, but it very much turns out to be a guy taking a nap with a mask on. <laughs> and and this is a very jovial doc. I think the the Burl Ives uh not only is in look but in manner as as well. Uh and he says something about how the patient has to want to get better. And looking at this guy, this guy's one foot in the grave and the other foot on a banana peel. It's like I I don't know if this guy wants to get better. Right. <laughs> This guy is looking at death's sweet embrace and just counting down the moments till he can have it. Yeah. But the doctor does say before he leaves, he says, keep a good watch. So I was expecting a quip back from Jessica because she seems brassy. She seems Mm -hmm. sassy. She seems to be a lassie who would not hesitate to dish out a, a you know a zinger you know when i wrote the episode i uh, <gasps> eat it i, oh, eat it. I, oh, bunch, I had a bunch of quips ready and then nobody listened to my quips and i said if, okay if you don't want the quips then you gotta take the uh you gotta take the bad with the good and so they bought the rest of the episode so was the were the quips in draft one or draft two? Oh, they were in draft one I'll give you, I got some of them here. You want to hear them? What, which one, which episode you got? So I, I got the, where he says, keep a good watch. So we're going to, so we're going to hear some quips. I wrote some quips for her to say. Oh, great. Oh, great. I want to hear your quips too. Well, so the doctor say, he say, you say it again, Matt, say it. Keep a good watch. The only thing I like to watch is gay and porn. And they don't use. They cut it out of the episode. I don't know. Do the only thing I like to watch is a Macmillan and a wife. And those are my boobs. Macmillan and wife. Again, they don't use it. <laughs> then, then I said, okay, I got one more. The only thing I like to watch is BJ and the bear. And that is my butthole and my puss. I'm shocked. That they didn't use these. I, same. All right. What What do you got? I'll ta- as a writer, I'll tell you if it is good or not. Okay. Okay. You want to give me the the feeder the feeder line? Oh yeah. Uh, you hey you guys hey you keep a good watch. The only thing I like to watch is my bank account going up and my shoulder pads going out. Oh, that's great. <sighs> you got one, Maddie? Yeah. Uh... The only thing I like to watch is Mama's Family and slow motion car accidents. Oh, see, that's good because it's real. That's something <laughs> real that people love to see. They love to see Mama's Family. They love to see slow motion car accidents. Uh, I have one. Um, the only thing I like to watch is orphans crying and this guy dying. Oh, and it rhymes. Oh, give this guy a medal. <sighs> 
Okay, well, one? I have to go. I have to go back to heaven. Well, I hear another... somebody getting their wings. You keep playing. Okay. I don't know why I'm leaving in the middle of the game. Oh, hang on. <laughs> That's my probably body. the most right. Edith Spencer thing to do. Right, right Edith. <laughs> that one thing more. Hey, guys, what's up? I went to the bathroom. Sorry. Oh, you, oh. That's, we we were just do doing the quip off here. Oh, cool. I forgot to write anything for that. Were there any others? I I had one more. I had a close I, watch. Uh, the only thing I like to watch is art films by Andy Warhol and that Ego commercial. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I like to watch is the Super Mario Brothers Super Show and that one scene in Total Recall. Oh, keep going. Oh, come on, buddy. You're almost at the finish line. That one scene in Total Recall. Where everyone's eyes bug <laughs> out of their head. <laughs> I said I would have gotten through it, but then I thought of everybody's heads going like, ah. Yeah. Uh, couldn't help it. I'm oh, sorry. Great. Well, it was a missed opportunity. I'm sad yeah. that they didn't have that yeah. quip. Well, in walks David. Um, the moment the doctor leaves, David walks in. Um, he is a new character, and he is the nephew of Thomas, the man in the bed. And um, David seems to be... One thing we did not establish is this seems to be a wealthy person's home. Thomas, yes. the guy yes. in the bed, is Mr. Drummond. He is... Mm -hmm. Very wealthy. This is the scene in Magnolia. He's at least a very wealthy and rich man. Mm -hmm. And through David's exposition, we find out that Thomas's business transactions were not the most up and up. He was much more concerned about money than he was about people. And Jessica was equally concerned about money and less about Thomas. Uh, yeah, and he did, but but one good thing he did was he had a uh, a homeless shelter. An orphan? Yeah, I guess it was like an orphanage homeless shelter thing. Homeless yeah, shelter, the, the Morrissey Center. And Which all I could think of was a bunch of homeless Morrisseys. Fuck you, Morrissey! I loved <laughs> you, and you ruined you, it. You turned into a dick. Um. I, I'm sure I've told this story on the show before, but I went to see Morrissey, uh, Morrissey live in, I think, God, uh, Ann Arbor, East Lansing. Maybe it was when I was in Grand Rapids. I, it doesn't matter. Uh, but it, there was one point in the show where his, his handlers wanted to just have women throwing themselves at him. So they would just keep taking women throwing them toward Morrissey like you were throwing a cat in a scene to like you know make it go and then they would sort of just escort them off stage but it was like this it was like a kissing booth of sadness while he sang and they would just sort of throw a woman at him and then they would just sort of fall off the stage now would Morrissey touch them this did not feel like people were getting hugs this just feels like they were like getting thrown full force at Morrissey. <laughs> like stagehands were Morrissey bowling with throwing poets at him. Very strange. Well, all right. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> Bling! David wants to keep the homeless shelter uh, and... Uh, Jessica wants to, to turn the homeless shelter 
into a high rise. Because that's what rich people always want to do. She just cares about that money, Matt. Where's the money? money. I need to buy some money. (laughs) (laughs) The bones are their dollars. dollars. (laughs) So where can I buy some money? That's what I want to know. That's how, what I'm asking. How much is a dollar? <laughs> Sir, I'm just collecting toll. It's 50 cents, and then you can ride on the road as long as you like. Right, but how much is one dollar to buy? I don't. I don't understand that question. I, I'm, Look, if I want to one dollar. I'll give you fifty. Cents I want to buy fourteen dollars worth of White Castle hamburgers. But before okay. I do that, I need to know how much money I have to buy. No, no, no. It's <laughs> that's just, not how. That's not how money. You works. just have money, and then you're done. It, this isn't like Chuck E. Cheese, where you have to exchange it for tokens or. Or Chuck Bucks or whatever they call them. Look, I don't know how you That's do nice. things here, but where I'm from, we buy money. Where are you from? Where are you from? <laughs> My planet needs me. <laughs> he died oh, Matt died on the spirit of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he, I jetted out of here with a nosebleed. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> does, does this mean the gas leak is back? Uh, uh, it never leaves. Um, <laughs> they're arguing over keeping the high rise or, um, or, or, or building the high rise versus, uh, keeping the homeless shelter. Yeah, so, so David tells her, and I guess apparently she's his aunt, um, that he is going to have uncle Tom sign the deed and, add a rider to it saying that the, you know, the homeless shelter can exist in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. She is not having this at all. And then uh, you hear from the bed, help me, help me. And that. Oil can. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's full of stars. <laughs> That's what this feels like. Um, well, and with that, we'll be back with more transmission. That's an act break. And with that, yes. we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Excuse me. What will you feed your horse? Horse? <gasps> he looks hungry. Feed him Purina horse chow. And your goat? Purina goat chow? Purina also makes foods like veal chow, rabbit chow, steer chow, monkey chow. Okay, chow. but I want to feed my dog. Feed him the food made by the people who know animals. Purina dog chow. We pour everything we know about animals into every bag. Bruno, that's a lot of experience you're eating. And now your dog can experience a great new taste, new beef, bacon, and cheese flavor. Oh, don't give your dog beef. Ba- First of all, one, don't give your dog beef, bacon, and cheese flavor. That's not, nobody that's needs not that. Some, that's not something that they need to know. Yeah. Two, did he say that Purina makes monkey chow? Monkey chow? Veal chow? Oh, God. I don't even want to think about it. Well, let's, mm-hmm. goat chow, horse chow. I thought horse just ate hay. <laughs> You're looking at a very unusual kind of egg from Cadbury that's only around till Easter. Its shell is pure, rich Cadbury milk chocolate. 
dark. Look, inside sits a sweet, creamy yellow yolk surrounded by delicious white filling. Cream eggs from Cadbury. Why, they're the best thing to come along since the Easter Bunny. And when he's gone, they're gone. M&M's chocolate candies. The milk chocolate melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Thanks, Easter Bunny. Now all I want is fucking cream eggs. Yeah, but I want the cream eggs from when we were kids, where it was actually like runny inside and not like a gelatinous hard. Yeah, not not what it is now. It's just it's gross. Or maybe I just I'm remembering I think things. They were always gross. They were always gross, but there was a there was an amount of sugar. It was like mainlining sugar. It was it was like a sugar eight ball. It really, really was. When you when you got that pure whatever that cream is. Yeah. And I don't know what it yeah. is because it's not nougat. It's just like no, it's like no. That was that was uh, sugar and blah, it's whatever. Like, it's like a, a runnier version of the middle of a peppermint patty without the peppermint part. It was just white. Yes. The flavor was white. <laughs> white and yellow. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that part tastes yellow. When I mean, it's the taste of yellow. The that part that. Sometimes solid as a rock, sometimes runny part would hit my nervous system. <laughs> like, tickle, tickle, tickle. Just like a, like a, like someone snorting cocaine. Oh, it was like the, the, what, the triple thick, uh, slushy or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to find. What they were made of. So here's here's the a Wikipedia squishy. for you. A Cadbury cream egg is a chocolate like chocolate like. That's my favorite. Oh, right there, uh, red flag. It's, it's kind of a chocolate thing, but maybe not. Uh, produced in the shape of an egg, originating from the British chocolatier Crad Cad Cradbury. 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 <laughs> Three ideas on my desk. <laughs> You better that was get... the one year they had the unfortunate crossover promotion with the Gordon's Fisherman people. <laughs> oh, the delicious crab eggs. Delicious chocolate crab, crab eggs. Cadbury crab eggs. Mm, nothing says Easter like an explosion of nori in your mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, just chocolate and nori with a... <laughs> <laughs> What's in the egg? Okay, so it is a chocolate-like confection. Right. Definitely a chocolate-like confection. Nori... They cannot legally call it chocolate. Correct. Nori, 100%. <laughs> Alaskan king crab sh- shards. <laughs> all in... <laughs> all in a sea urchin suspension. <laughs> <laughs> All of these things great independently together, <laughs> just a nightmare. Oh, oh, 
The product consists of a thick chocolate-like shell containing an enzymatically derived sweet white and yellow filling that resembles fondant. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Fondant. That was the word I could not remember. Also, it's enzymatically, enzymatically... suspended. Yeah. Oh, I don't oh. care if it's that. Enzymatically derived I'm, sweet. It's, it's not even, it's, 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 I'm that's, sure it's some fine thing. That's just not a, that's, yeah, that's just not a delicious sales pitch. I don't, I don't like enzymatically <laughs> suspended. That, that makes me think that at some point it's going to turn kids into zombies. No. That's what it says yeah, to me. Yeah. It's just a little jizz. <laughs> shh, 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 shh. You're already talking too much. That's why it's chocolate like. <laughs> it's just a, just a whiff. It goes the whole batch just whiffs under a coming dick. <laughs> You want the yolk suspended or not? If you want the yolk suspended, you're gonna have some jizz in there. You know, I think my favorite part of whenever Matt says anything that he wishes he could take back is when he takes his glasses. Yeah. Off. yeah. Oh, oh, you know. I regret all of this. <laughs> whenever anybody says Jen is their favorite, I know why. <laughs> I clearly know why it's not me. It's like, no, I don't like the guy who made me think of Cadbury crabberry eggs going over coming cocks. No, I hate that man. Uh, he, it's, it's just that they process the crab with jizz. That's all it that's is. Right. Just and again, it's it's just trace of mouth. Just a whisper. I mean, just. just an enzyme's worth. I mean, it's 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 the amount of vermouth in an extremely dry martini. Correct. Like you just wave the. You know where you put it in the glass and then you shake it all out of the yeah. glass. Then you throw that glass away and then you, and you burn it in fire. And then Nate, you pretend that I never said it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, that was unexpected. Was it? No. I think anybody who's listened to this show long enough knows that I'm just a creep. Gotta be a All right. Well, uh, I think that let's move on. And we're back. At, at this point, our uh, dying man, Matt, what's his name? Thomas. Tom. Tom. He goes from, from dying in the bed to... I, he gets downright perky. I feel like, he gets, like he, he takes... gets lucid at, at several points during the episode. Yeah, nay, spry even. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've no time to take a meeting. I'm dying. I don't know. I've I've been around some people in the process of dying, and I haven't seen any of them just pop up and start talking business. I maybe it's me. I don't know. Well. I believe his blood is business, business, business blood. Right, right. That's that is, fair. That is a fair point. So maybe he had one heartbeat and that got enough business going. 
Yeah. But it had to exit his mouth. Yep. Uh, David does not miss a beat to rush over to his his uncle and be like, yeah. Well, so it was, it was Jessica wanted him to sign those papers. And that's when David practically shoved her out of the way to say, Uncle Thomas, I want you to add this writer. And then he's like, well, I don't know, because business, business, business. Buildings make money. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when David is like, yeah, but I mean, th- you want to leave behind a legacy of kindness. So David gets him on on onto his side and yes. he, he agrees with David. And now uh, Sharon, Rachel. Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> but five more. Alice Ambrosia uh, Lo- Lola uh, Torgigal. Definitely not Torgigal. One more. One more. Pam, one more. Pam, Pam. Pam. My God. Pam. Exclamation point. That's her full name. Pam. 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 My God. Pam. All right. Well, my okay. this is when I write down my sores are for everyone. <laughs> It is very much uh, the scenes from uh, Mr. Show, a mouthful of sores. <laughs> you know, sad songs are nature's onions. That's right. Uh, he tells his shit wife that he trusts her to take care of this. And I think anyone watching is like, mm, okay. Yeah, I, David something. I trust you to do things according to my wishes. Said the person with a with someone standing behind them with a knife in their hand. I mean, yeah. it... uh, and and the wife is like, uh, yeah, he's not of sound mind. Uh, and and doesn't want to be cheated. Feels like this is cheating her out of her the inheritance yeah. that she she fucked her way to. Um, and she almost almost uh, unplugs the little heart blip machine that's keeping him alive I guess she she confesses to being about to murder him yeah and then grabs the the cable and starts to ever so gently pull it when ah, ah, ah. <laughs> she gets hit with a cane a cane that by the way is not needed by this doctor and yeah. also should be a candy cane <laughs> Uh, this guy is a cartoon. Yeah, uh, Mr. Peanut comes back, and he's like, and he says, "Greed, lust, and now murder." We so must. So many not, sins. We must uh, not murder. She tries to like buy him off. Basically, she's like, yes. "Oh yeah, this was just a uh, here. Let me get my checkbook." Uh, he does he not says, want wrong money. currency. To which she is now fully down to clown. It is. <laughs> it is gross. She's like, look, I earned that money. I let that carcass B-ram this power scene. (laughs) There is no way I'm going down. (laughs) And he's like... He's like, I just want you to change. I just want you to be a good woman. I want you to reform and be a good person. Do you think what you're doing here is earning you goodwill in the afterlife? And she's like, I don't believe in any of that bullshit. Oh, brother, is this going to be a Christmas carol? Yeah. This is already halfway over. Yeah. (laughs) It is. We are blazing to the 10-minute mark of a 20-minute episode. Yeah. We're still – also, not much has happened. Uh, He he insults her by calling her immortal 
at yes, one point. Yes, he says, just choose, mortal. Yeah. Uh, and then says that the spirits will be coming for her. Uh, at this point, she is this when she trips on the uh, on the cord? Nearly, uh, okay. right so before she she's mocking the spirits. That's what happens. She's like, "I defy those spirits. Do your worst, spirits." She says, "Yeah, never a good, never a good thing to do." And then she, Even when you don't believe in spirits. She trips over the spark machine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we enter a fever dream. And then the rest of the episode is in rack focus. Well, I, I wrote Dutch angle, <laughs> Dutch angle vision. Or Dutch angle. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So here, here's what happens. She unplugs the machine from. Yes, there are sparks. It shuts all the life support down. Yeah. From the actual power plug, sparks are shooting forever. The heart rate monitor, which is what I believe she unplugged, flatlines, and then um, we get a Dutch angle, so it's cockeyed, it's not straight on, and Jessica's on the floor, and she looks like she's dead, and that's another act break. And... No. No, the the act break... um... I mean, at least the the version that I was watching uh, is after they come back from the funeral. Still in Dutch angle vision. Yeah, yeah, but they're she and David um, come back from like the funeral, and she's God. Yeah, there. She, she. This is when she makes him like Bob Crampett, right? Because it sounded like they were recording in a cave. Like, like where everything was was really echoey, um, and she wants them to sign the plans for the Morrissey, uh, and he says, "But it's Christmas Eve," and then she laughs like Cruella Deville, and then kicks him out, uh, and then she hears the doctor say, "Jessica, Jessica," and she looks and she freaks out, and that was the act break. Oh shit, the Jessica, Jessica. That's why I have that. Yeah. Okay, you are correct. Now it's an act break. Now yes. it's an act break. I'm and sorry. we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. They need him to get away with murder. He's Raleigh Tyler, master of make-believe. We want to stage a fake assassination, Raleigh. But they're setting him up as the killer. You were the bank. He'll need every trick from every movie he's ever made. Where are you, Tyler? Just to get even and get out alive. Forget why you hired me. It's more than real. It's FX. Rated R. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Check newspapers for showtimes. I enjoyed that movie. I remember. I, 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 yeah. I remember loving that movie and they played it so much on the movie channel when I was, you know, when I was a kid that I just, I got, I probably seen that movie 30 times. Mm-hmm. I remember that FX two, Brian Dennehy. Yeah, with, the, with the clown doll, which still is, is, is yeah, that's creepy. Uh, let's lay on this plane guys. All right, actually, go. And we're back. All right, all right. Now, he says Jessica, Jessica. So Thomas, ghost Thomas says Jessica, Jessica before she leaves. And Jessica, when she comes back, is like, I don't don't want to go crazy. I'm okay. She's just kind of 
having a moment. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go crazy. I'm rich now. She, so she goes, she pours herself a drink. So this is, this is a moment that might have just been for me. But she takes off her jacket, realizing that the, and I realize that basically she is now dressed like a cast member from the Broadway show Chicago. <laughs> I did not notice that, but I love that you did. She's wearing a black mini skirt. She's wearing black tights. She's black to the hilt. She's basically singing the cell block tango. She's got, the, you know, she's got the hat with the lace in front of the yep, eyes. The morning hat. And I'm like, and all that jazz. <laughs> <laughs> but the music especially when oh um, get oh, the music ready the sweet subtle organ music in this episode oh I wrote, th- so- he comes in the window and now we're at the ballpark <laughs> prepare yourself for kate tells great compilation of wurlitzer songs it is it is pervasive it is uh, distracting invasive pervasive invasive and get out of my faces (laughs) uh she is so he has come back and and her reaction is how dare you haunt me thomas you're dead okay yeah and i mean he does walk walk in in full ass zombie mode Mm -hmm. now this gave me a real case of the stubborns vibe yes oh a little bit a little bit a little bit um, and he, he explains he came back because he loves her and he's so lonely and the only people he has to hang out with are these assholes. It opens the door to some, I, I thought great zombies. What was zombie? A skeleton and I don't know. A like ghoul the a of sort. Yeah. 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 Um, but that's when he says, you know, that, uh, we're two of a kind. It was two against the world. And, and the, these he, zombies he out here, they're his all... love. These are um, all the company I've her. got. That's when we see her, and she's in full-on witch mode. Uh, and this, guys, is when we get the 15 minutes of cameras. Where it's this camera spins around the two of them, where it's like, we get it. Okay, we get it. Now, now she is an old zombie witch, and he's a corpse. And it's going to spin around them for literally... Minutes. You know when uh, Sideshow Bob is uh, stepping on the rakes? Yeah. It's, 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 it's that bit. Yeah. yeah. Except not, not a comedy bit. She's like, oh, yeah. this is still okay. <laughs> just going just gonna to keep going. It, it, it starts, and I'm like, okay, th- this is happening. And then it keeps going, and I'm like, this is, this is still happening. And then it goes on. For easily fifteen more seconds. Yes, I, I I was sitting there watching this at two times speed, like <laughs> like get stuck. Right, like oh, this the VCR tape must be looping. <laughs> yeah, I I wrote holy crap, how long is this going to go on for? So this begins at the fifteen minute mark, with with him grabbing her, trying to kiss her. The ghouls, her being the old hag, but they start dancing. Let me see if I get this. I'm watching it right now. 
I mean, starts me... at the 15 minute mark, ends at the 37 minute mark for a 22 minute show. <laughs> okay, so I think here we are. I think this is it. All right. 15:30, they start dancing. This is this is 15 seconds. Why am I in the mood for peanuts? <laughs> That's 30 seconds. Get away from me. Come now. 35. They are pulling cheese. They are. Oh my god. And by the way. By the way, this whole dance, Thomas looks like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does. He, but he's he's got like a really dumb, like open mouth, aw shucks smile. It it, oh god, it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if the goal was to create something creepy, there is something unsettling about. 30 seconds of weird pipe organ oh, Wurlitzer. It feels like it could be a mistake. That's what's unsettling about it. He has the face of a man desperately wishing for a director to yell cut. Yes. <laughs> like there's a the lot of... The t- smile and the eyes sort of darting back and forth. Yeah, the, like there's a lot of moments where it's just like, keep going? You want me to keep... Okay. Keep going? You want to cut? You're just trying to get... B-roll? What are we doing? I guess I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Still going. Okay. 35 seconds of what can only be called spinning. Yeah. <laughs> so This is when she calls her broker or, or her lawyer. or she calls, Yeah, she calls the lawyer because she figures out like, hey, well, no, uh, he says let's drink uh, a drink, a, a toast to Christmas cheer. And that's when she remembers, you know, the, I don't know. Oh, it's at Christmas. This point, at this point, does it matter? And nah. so she's like, oh, well, if I, if, you know, I am good, then I can return. So that's when she calls the lawyer and she's like, give 60, no, 70% of my holdings to David um, because I'm good now. And that's then, all it I don't takes. Know, she falls over and, and then she wakes up and Thomas is like sitting up in bed drinking a cranberry juice with his glasses on. Sores gone. Gone. And uh, uh it's it's like he threw up the black stuff in slugs and, right. now, <laughs> and now his skin is miraculously healed. And um Mr. <laughs> well and, and and I think this was when David was you know, slapping her awake or whatever. Um, so she she got like she she sees the doctor and she says, "What happened?" And he says, "You got scared into reforming. Uh, wasn't it worth it?" Uh, and then she looks at her hands and they're the witch hands, and you know, which in which he's waiting for a yes. Uh, and then she says, "You know, sure, whatever." Uh, and then he says, "Try never to forget." Merry Christmas. And then 
She gets her regular hands back. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, she pulls them out of she pulls them out of a dead animal. Yeah. <laughs> um so you know that is the episode. No, wait a minute. No. That should be the episode. Right there it just to say Richard P. Rubenstein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it doesn't. Because for another Okay, let's count it off. We're doing the time study here. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't immediately Richard P. Rubenstein. So she she does the line. Where's that? Merry, Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> okay, so that goodbye was five seconds. Mm-hmm. Now she's walking back to the bed. I want you to change to become a good woman. And there it appears. So another Jesus. 28 seconds of nothing. No, well, except a little dash of sweet old sexism. I just want you to be a good woman. Just have fun. Get on. Just be a good girl. You be a good girl for daddy. Um. So it's a good thing that what is the song? Good King Wensless or whatever. Wenslis. It's a good thing. Yeah, it, it's a good thing that's fucking public the song's domain. In the public Otherwise, domain. this would have been a very expensive episode. It, when it finally ends, I'm like, took you long enough. Like, oh, yeah, this episode. I feel like this was, I, I have to look now at the list of other Christmas episodes because I feel like this was the weakest of the Christmas oh, episodes. Oh, this was a definitely not times. the grither by, by any stretch. Yeah. So the only other monsters Christmas episode is Glim Glim. Yes. Glim Glim washes this episode. Absolutely. Oh, so does the, so does wait no the Grither was Tales from the Dark Side. Correct. Correct. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Glim Glim fucking takes a dump on this episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even close. It's it's not even. It, it, we're talking like different planets. I don't even know how to describe. They're so far apart. Not a not a great episode. I don't know. I, I thought the I thought the makeup was good. I it just. Something well, was let, very off with the pacing of this episode. Well, and maybe the it really room. was like a very thin script that it just, it felt like they dumped so much in the middle. It, it feels like this could have been, this could have been a good holiday episode and it ended up just feeling disjointed. And, uh, well, this is a morality. So we're in the writer's room and this is a morality tale with no moral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what they they wanted to make a Christmas Carol, and instead, yeah, what but they, they started halfway through the episode, and only did the barest whisper of a Christmas Carol. Yeah, basically, I mean, it, it wasn't that she got better; it was that she gave her money away. So here's the moral of the story, as far as I can tell: if you're a bad person, you're going to have to fuck an ugly corpse. So give away your money, even if you don't want to. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. I, I can get behind that. Because, I mean, seriously, like, that's the moral of the story is, like, she, Thomas appears and he's like, this is forever now. I'm dead. You're going to look like a hag. And I'm, we're going to bone in front of these guys because they're my pals. And she's like, no, thank you. Let me give away that money. And then she gets back to the land of the living and she doesn't like the decision she's made. Mm -hmm. But the only reason she's seen it through is because she, uh, because of vanity. Right. Right. Exactly. It's so weak. Like the reason why Christmas Carol works is because Scrooge truly does have a change of heart. Right. Where he realizes, like, oh, my God, I've been a monster. Yeah. Well, and realizes who he used to be. I mean, she she, she doesn't realize who she used to be. She doesn't give a fuck. She's probably always been a monster. It. it just... She's with a dying man because of his money. Yeah. And the, she thinks just because she's been with him, she's earned that money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... They could have done a lot more. Yes. Yeah, I'm not crazy about this episode. They they could have started in the fucking first act with this shit. Oh, easy. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't Come on, Edith. We expected we expected more. Edith was working on like fifteen Christmas episodes for other shows, so <laughs> Hey, man. It's wild. I mean, it's just not. Uh, monsters, I really just am hoping that we get one more. One more Lights Out episode. Well, I think there's one coming up with Stanley. It's either Stanley Tucci or Tony Shalhoub. I think it's Tony Shalhoub. Um, that was that was a, a decent episode. So I'm keeping fingers crossed that. That's coming up soon. Yeah, I'm looking back at like season three of Tales from the Dark Side right now, and there were just it's just pack to pack, like back to back killer episodes in so much of this, and I feel like we're not quite getting this with monsters. What, were, what like, were some of the season three episodes of Tales? Uh the circus. Uh, oh God, the circus. Uh, yeah, I can't help saying goodbye. Uh uh, the Giesenstacks. Oh my God, Giesenstacks! Yeah, Black Widow, uh, Heretic. Oh. oh, that one was terrible. A Serpent's oh, Tooth. That was terrible. Baker's Dozen was good. Uh, Seasons of Belief. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. No, that's old acquaintances. You... The Swap. The Enormous Radio. Yeah, there were just there were. I, I love like the Enormous it's... Radio. Yeah. Yeah, the Enormous Radio was good. So, I mean, it's just you know we're. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if they know it's over. Yeah, that's a good point. But it's like they've definitely in this season, and we've mentioned it now pretty much every episode this season, gotten away from true chills and gotten way more into the camp. Like even I mean, this was I, I would think they tried to make this sort of a chiller episode because, you know, the guy had the creepy skin condition and then you've got the, the monsters coming in during the dream sequence. But 
I, this felt like the the most attempt at a like a creep show kind of story, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it feels a little swing and a miss. Yeah. This could have been. I guess it's disappointing because this could have been a good app. Yep. Could have been. Coulda, but didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know if you can fix it because it's like, how do you do it better? You do a Christmas Carol. Like, right. yeah, that's and, how you do it you, better. You start it early in the first act. I mean, I personally would have had Thomas die in the first act and her tell um, uh, David, yeah. like, yeah. you're out. And yeah, then it doesn't need the husband in the bed at all or the doctor or anything. It's it starts yeah. at the funeral. Yeah. And yeah, right. Yeah, and then, and then it's her doing wrong to the family and then her having the change of heart. Yeah. Yes. Because she gets visited by the ghost of her dead husband or, you know, yeah. and he says, you, you better, yeah, you better get better or else, you know, and then you're going to be visited because, by, I don't know, three of the homeless people you evicted, whatever. Because instead just... of seeing Bob Cratchit first, who's basically saying, Hey, I'm in chains here. I'm, I'm forever tortured because of what we did. She's she's visited by Willow, Willy Wonka, and <laughs> right, and then the ghost of Christmas future is also the past and present. You know, it's just one. Yeah. It's just one ghoul in a weird dance, and she's like, "That's enough for me." <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, sixteen million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Jen, give us a scale. Uh, a scale of one to ten Morrissey's. I mean, it's uh, six crooners in my book. Oh, okay. I, four. I say, yeah, I was going to say, I'll give it four and a half. You know, I want to say four, but it's not. But it's Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What an episode. Big news. Big news. Season two, Creep Show, April 1st on Shutter. <gasps> oh, cool. Is that going to coincide with us uh, finishing up monsters? I think so. I actually do think it will. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. And even if it kind of runs over, give people, um, give people time to watch it on their own and then we'll watch it later. Um, But yeah, I'm very excited about it. Um, I know that they had a Marilyn Manson episode and they, Nicotero pulled it. it? Oh, okay. Yeah. And you know, that's, he's a piece of he's a piece of garbage. That's, so, a, yeah. that's a right. That's the right choice. We yes, are um, there are twenty four episodes of um, of monsters. Twelve. Oh my god, guys, we're halfway through the last season. Yeah, it goes a lot faster when we do it every week. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> yeah, blame blame the pandemic. Uh, but um, and, and and a myriad of other things. Yes. But yeah, I'll explain the pandemic. <laughs> it's a real pandemic. Uh, <laughs> oh, what are you, by the way, if you guys are curious, check out that YouTube just filled with truth. Oh, what a fucking great. Oh, God, I love truth. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, well, um, you're about to hear uh, all the ways that you can get in contact with us. Um, anything that I missed? Uh, try to, to enjoy the daylight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Try to enjoy the daylight. Yeah. Yep. Right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, 
and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTDSPod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.